Yo. Hey. Can you hear me? You listening to Hashtag W-A-W. What a week. Welcome to another episode of Wow, What a Week. There are times when the interviewees we feature are completely different when it comes to what they do. And even though they are, today's guests have a somewhat unique skill in common. They both have the ability to leave you on the floor. The one choking with laughter, the other choking till you tap out, perhaps. Curious? Stick around, join us as we get into another edition of Wow, What a Week. This is... Wow! What a week. What a week. You can't make this shit up. Welcome to another edition of Wow, What a Week. Today's guest had a chat with us a while ago where he filled us in on his journey as an entertainer. Since our previous interview, he's also spent time playing detective, trying to figure out the real identities of an elephant, a fox, and a liar, and even a lollipop and a donut. Recently, he's experienced a relatively different thrill, where he's surrounded by a crew of people, lots of lights, cameras, and someone in charge in the corner yelling, action. Here to tell us about his new venture, please give a wow welcome back to Skumba, Skumbi. Big bangers. Scumbi. So my friends. Glenn. I'm I'm happy. I'm trying out channels. My man, the problem with you, you you're like uh, downtown Johannesburg. We never know what's gonna happen. Something might happen. We don't know what, how. And where and where. Nah, I'm not good at channel. How are you, Joe? My man, I'm happy to see you. Let me tell you something. Oh ship. 2023, you do non-do-ar. Yes. The Sunday night is easily the funniest comedy show I've seen or attended in my entire life of supporting comedy. And I've supported comedy for over 20 years. I know. That show, that night, this is a, I was literally rolling on the floor laughing my ass off. And, and what people don't know is that the, the people that were watching the show like you yeah. don't know what happened before the show. Yeah. Because there was so there was technical things that were happening like, yeah. like yeah. your podcast. There's so many technical things that are happening <laughs> in that desk. Sure. But when the show kicked off, I'm like, it's it's easily... Let, let's just have as much fun as we can. This is our last show anyway. Sure. Because we, we had so much fun. We, had, we went to to the island, which we hardly do. Must go shipping. They always tell us about the storm. Yeah, the weather and the Which is time that never happens. Yeah, but nah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I said that the old ship is 90% sold. I'm like, okay, after this interview, this whole thing is sold out. No, no. So you are booked for, in fact, I'm going to announce now. He's our first artist uh, for old ship 2024. <laughs> Yo, I'm, like I, I always look forward to to your ship, man, because it's it's one weekend where you you need in your life. Sure. You need that weekend in your life. Uh-huh. Like I don't know why why, but you just need it, in Jay. And, and it's the one weekend you need, but you don't know you need it until you've had it. I, and, and then more thought, you know what? I, I I think I need to come back here, <laughs> and it's gonna take you about eleven months or twelve months young. No, half of our cabin sales are return offenders. Oh yes, because. <laughs> but they were not. They want to do more. They often fail that. That's in the Netherlands. I really escape. Let me repeat it again. Aha. You brought your lovely wife to Ocean 2023. Yeah. And it was nice to see that side of you. Because we hardly ever see you all lovey davy, humnati, you know. I think. Well, one of the reasons why maybe my wife has never attended any Ocean or any other ship that I've done, because we've yeah. done the kayak cruise. Sure. sure. It's because that she's been taking care of of the kids all this time and sure. making sure that the the foundation of the of the home is is mm-hmm. stable enough. Sure, young Tom. And it was not a matter of me and him Kiel. I was saying, oh, no, sure. can't come with because yeah. wow, <laughs> how do you take his caffeine? It's work buffet. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> can't take his caffeine with buffet. <laughs> Why you bring his sand to the desert? Yeah, understand that. <laughs> And uh, I wanted her to, to, to enjoy it at the same time. Sure. I think she was ready enough to say, yeah, I can leave my kids for... Mm. She loves our daughter, but sure. she loves the kids so much. So her not being with the kids for, yo, three days is a lot. And I always tell Majita that if you can afford to be the sole breadwinner when you have a brand new child, so that your 
you know, your wife or your fiance or your baby mama can look after the child. Those children that had mom there for the first three, four years are different children. They are they're like they are super kids. And I think it's, I've got, I have, I have three kids. I had four and now I've got my, my first one passed on. Mm. I, I didn't have time to, to see my daughter Onigiwe grow up, to see my son Alwongwe grow up, but I had time to see the little, the last one, sure. growing up. And with with COVID and, and post COVID, it has made me to appreciate time at home more mm-hmm. than being a strategy. Yeah. So what I did was I built myself a holiday home sure. that I have everything I need mm-hmm. on holiday, luckily. If it means for swimming pool in if it means I need a man cave to think, I have it here outside. So with with that has made me to to appreciate my kids more and appreciate what my wife has done with his kids all these years. Because we guys have say there's this there's comedy shows. After comedy shows, there's no way you're gonna do a comedy show and leave afterwards. Sure. You're gonna stay in a match because mm-hmm. yeah, there's an idea that pops wants to hold you to and Silas has that's been coming on it. That's how Silas speaks on it. <laughs> so you, you you stay behind for all that show. Get home is two AM. Mm-hmm. You wake up late because Sam Bill was a school and so you wake up show. The kids are gone. Now there's radio, there's all these things. So mm. time we spend with the kids was so limited and mm. that was not really good. Sure. Losing a child. Yeah. Often it affects men and women differently. Sure. How did you guys navigate that? Uh, the, the child that I lost was from my previous relationship. Yes. yes. But it affects my, my, my wife because she knows this, on certain dates, I said, i Sure. Uh, I will. I will never give advice to anyone that has lost a child and say, "This is how you go through it." Sure. Because you never. Mm. You never. You still going through it. Ah, uh, you. It's seventeen years later. Sure. My daughter is doing my trick. That, that my daughter is second born. She's mm. doing my trick this year. But I know that if my son was around, I was in university you now. Sure. So my lifestyle would have changed a bit because mm. I would have had to work maybe three times harder yeah. or planned my life even better because now I have a a teenager that is mm. from Mekasi. I don't want her to do certain things. Yeah. Maybe I pay him and now I need to reprimand him. Say, sure. or, like you don't know those things. But so you can only say as much as there was pain in losing my son, I was I was blessed with three more kids mm. that her are bringing me so much joy. Sure. Three different kids. Daughter is doing matric. My son is doing matric in primary. So basically next year we high school. Sure. The little one is doing great art. So they're in three different stages of school, which is which is great. You watch them do homework. So you're like, mm, mm, I'm going to be living this life for a very long time. Eh? A very long time. But it's, I, love, I, love, I love seeing it. You know, I've got a great three year. So we are three uh, grade uh, um, yeah. I feel a bit bit. <laughs> no, a bit better. Yeah. And then also there's a, a, a friend of mine, he's 62. He's got a three-year-old. <laughs> so I feel much better. <laughs> guys, no, guys, no. Let's, let's stop now. I, my son is six. Yeah. And it, Always, he speaks English for no reason. Yeah. Because <laughs> like he speaks English because he goes to a, a white school. Yes. So, I'm like, 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 I'm not going to say blessings alone. It's your hard work also. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you are doing a lot that is getting a lot of love, getting a lot of support. The radio show is sounding amazing. I think you and Thomas have found your groove. Sure. You, guys, you, guys are, you guys are banging. Little banger. I think this is the thing, Frejo. Mm. When you... Blessings are there. Mm. And I'm always going to be grateful for them. My ancestors are doing a great job. Mm. God is amazing. Mm. I still have time for for God every day on my phone to say it's time to pray and say thank you mm. for all the blessings that you have. Mm. But at the same time, hard work, dedication, discipline. 
and pacing yourself. Sometimes, sometimes there's something that there is. Mm. They, they come in numbers, sure. And I can do everything, Joe. Mm. But you need to pace yourself. At some stage, you need to learn to say, okay, not now. Yeah, there's other things like this is not mine. Eh? Sure. This thing is really not mine. Mm. So how you, so how I do things and how I pace myself. Sure. I'm, I'm happy and I'm comfortable. And when I'm happy. I'm not going to the next creativity out here. Sure. When I'm happy, I'm. You know I mean, like, 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 I'm not a letter bonk. Sure. You can put anyone in front of me and say, Skumba, you're headlining. When I'm happy, yeah. don't worry out here. I'm, I'm bringing my A game. So I'm at the point where I'm at I'm happy. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for me to do my radio show. Mm-hmm. No, Thomas, it's easy for me to, to do my stage. Like last week, I went back on stage after. Last time I was in it was in December 8, 29. Mm. So the rest of the I didn't do anything, just check if the kids are comfortable. Oh, I, thought you, I thought you were still counting the gate takings from December. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went back on stage. Yeah, I went back on stage last week. Yeah. Uh, this thing, uh, you saw it. Sure. And I realized that I've lost my mind. Like, God. That's why I want, like, when you're in my shows, I want you to enjoy the show so much. So when you say you think you've lost your mind, why, what, what, what happened in Soweto? This is this is the, you need to be in my shows to understand the level of creativity that I have. Sure. Because I'm on stage, I see everything. There's a guy that is seated here in the sestery. There's another guy, I think actually on the second row. Mm. I'm like, okay, this guy and he's blind. Mm. I'm like, I can see that he's blind. My mind says, don't say anything. Mm. But my other mind is like, if you don't say anything, why not? Exactly. Because this guy came to my show to have fun. And he knows. He knows exactly and why I fell up. Exactly. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't. But he, he knows that he doesn't. Like, Fred, why are you in the sandlass? Ah, that guy, like, yeah, I was on his case. After the show, he comes to me. He's like, yo, what are you doing in June? Yeah. I'm like, uh, I'll check my dates. I've got something for you. I want you to come host a show. Mm. For us and my organization, super good guys, super rich. Mm. So I'm doing a show for 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 the blind, mm. and I don't know what I'm gonna do. You don't know if you put like another You don't know if they're fair game or not. Are they fair game? <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 those things that happen in my shows that are so magical. Mm. Did a show called Receipt the other day. There was a guy with the wheelchair selling a mm. So I'm roasting everyone in front. And I see him. And then you pause. I'm like, no, 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 see it, boy, see it. I don't mind, like, don't do it, don't tell me, don't. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, man, he's there. Oh. So I make fun of him. It's a comedy show. It's a comedy show. That's why people are there. Yeah. When I'm not there to... To be victims. So to be victims or to have personal issues. Oh, I wouldn't wrong that, no. They are there to have fun. Mm. And they want you to say these things. Sure. After the show... He comes to me, he's like, yo, I have an organization, so it, mm-hmm. I want you to come and roast all of us. And roast all of us. And I'm like, I'm going to come. And just super nice. It's, yeah. it's, it's great. And I see it happening now with Chess and Gonzo uh, and Momotebe having a show where they have a uh, sign language interpreter sure. there. Sure. So you, you understand where we're taking this thing. We, we're not saying comedy. We're being inclusive. Comedy can not be there. Like certain people for everyone. That's what it is. Like uh, when I saw that there's, there's, there's an interpreter on stage, I'm like, I want to be part of this because mm. this is great for for people that that uh, can hear. Mm. Oh, little bit, but because getting lips sometimes maybe might not be enough. But if you have someone that mm. is like Owako, it makes it easier. I, I want to say something. Why don't you hire Bumpy for one of your shows? You want to do it? Well, hire Bumpy. Bumpy, get a good eye. What? I just want to say something. Ah, for that shit, Skumba featured the Bumpy. And when you when you when I see you, I want But people that come to my shows, man, the love has been amazing. The love has been so, and it's been years now. And they come with an open mind. I love that. Even where they feel like they must bow kuzenyana, they do it with love. So yeah, they, 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 they're they're enough. Yeah. Like, you know that they're enough. Yeah. But that in the back of their minds. I always wanted to say these things, or think about these things, but at the same time, that's 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 where the comedy is, man. And the love has been amazing. We're not gonna stop now, eh? You got waxed the other day. Yeah. Why were you waxed? So this is the thing. Uh, my 
Thomas and I have a feature on radio called uh, Jukebox. Yeah. So it's five days, obviously. We're doing a show Monday to Friday, Kalan 5, 9, 3 to 6. So, so there's always a wager. The, yeah, there's, and there's more noise. There's more noise than loser. Yeah. So the loser will, will have to do anything that the other one, the winner, has, has chosen him to do. So I won the first week of Jukebox. But I forgot because I fell you with. Sure. I forgot the wave. Mm-hmm. Because it was in Bali, I mean, it's last week. Sure. Uh, she was going to, to 702. So the focus was more on Bali and living in a great high note. Forgot about Thomas. And my loser. Now, this full Thomas had given my works. Let me tell you now, Fresh. So I am not waxing anything anymore. So what, what, what have you waxed? Just in this part. I wanted to do everything. Also, my sister shop. Better get figured out. First of all, you never better. That's it. Yeah, but that thing is nice but painful. Yeah. Painful. So I'm like, nah. So, and then the second week, I think I lost again. I don't have to turn in Thomas, but. I won one week and I said, Oh, young Superman. Sure. So I was waiting a Superman cow. No, I remember he walked in. This week, this week. Yeah. I think I lost the, the last week. So he's bringing a snake. Yeah. I need to put my a snake in my shoulders for about three minutes. But we, we just taking Rita to, to another level. And it's fun. It, it's it, fun. it, it needs fun. to be fun. Mm. People are driving from work, mm. they are tired. People have a long day. Mm. Why do you want them to listen to radio and be bored? Yeah, absolutely. So the least they could do is smile while listening to radio. Let me escape. And, and and I think that's what a lot of shows get wrong. They forget who is listening. Now, but we can't do a show and people must listen to six six never exactly. Hmm. No, they, they know what happened in the news. <laughs> Take me home. No, they know what happened in the news. They know what has been happening. They know that the election state on the twenty ninth of May. Why Utrena? So you know that the election <laughs> we don't care, John. Like we really don't. Like right now we don't. You are in a brand new TV show. Let's talk about that. It's a movie. It's a, a movie. Uh, it's a movie on Netflix. Uh, it's called A Social Love Story. Sure. Got a call from the director, Okoli Nigiu. Mm. You know, this is the thing about, about, about auditions, for sure. People know who they want in the movies. Yeah. I know that. It, like, half of the time, they know they, they want this role to be played by... Exactly this person. By, by Siluma Gigangub. Sure. Why are they calling Uchomla Tanda? They know they want Siluma Gigangub. Mm. They don't have to call this one. So I get a call from, from the director, like, yo, Zangalai, uh, we, I have this role, man, I want you to play. Like, before, you, before we talk, mm. are you sure you want me? Sure. And you still have to think about it. Uh, you're wasting your time and mine. Sure. At my man, this is a story. Uh, this is, I want you to play this character. I'm like, oh, so you want me to play like Cash? Because, like Cash, we have a land in my house Sure. That's, but that's the first person I'm thinking of mm. when you're saying uh, a dead collector. I'm like, okay, let's see this thing. Mm. So I'm like, I'm going to put in myself. In this because I've been mentioning about Pikes, sure. And I know I'm on double and divide. So I played the role, and say, yo, man, getting so much love for it. You're getting so much love. A lot of people feel like, but why does your character not appear more often? Yeah, do you not feel the way now that you were underused? No, I feel I was, I was used in the right time, in the right moment for, for the show. The show is not a, it's not a, a comedy. It's not a sitcom or a comedy. It's a romantic comedy. Mm. So there's, there's people that playing the real top roles. The stirring. It's stirring. Mm. But this is what you know about me. When I got a stirring making a cameo appearance. I don't even came, but this is, this is what I said the last time I was here. Don't give me two minutes. Sure. Because I want to maximize on these two minutes mm. that it will turn into an hour. Sure. So I know how to use two minutes. I know how to use 30 seconds sure. to to make my mark. So this, this sounds like a guy speaking to his wife. Baby, don't worry. I know how to use two minutes. Ah, bless you. Where are my two minutes, I said. When I saw that. Nina Bambiza, I'm like, 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 I'm
the roles that they gave me, mm. I, I made sure with the cut. Sure. They're like, most content, have some guy or something else. Yes. Exactly. But it's great because mm. now, if there's going to be a sequel or something else on the movie, I know for a fact, which, mm. or with luck, because for a tsukumba, we want you to play something maybe bigger than what you played, or someone else is watching, like, I can use kumba for this and that. Mother, do you think there's a lesson in that? Because I, I, I generally feel a lot of kids out there don't understand that sometimes the only shot you get is the only shot you're going to get. But it's still by waste. I think man. it's it, it's more of people being entitled. Hmm. And by the entitlement, I think I deserve more. Sure. Have you worked enough to deserve more? Hmm. That's the hmm. question. Hmm. Have I acted enough to get a whole movie? Sure. The answer is no. Hmm. Have I acted enough to, to be part of history? People feel like that. I know for a fact that I've never been on stage at market theater to to say to myself, I think I deserve a one hour, 20 minute movie to act. Like all these crazy things that actors do. I don't think I've acted enough sure. to, to get those roles. Mm. With the little that they are giving me, I'm happy. If but they, they feel like, oh no, we need to, to give Skumba more, mm. then we are going to have to work for more. Now I have to do my research more. Mm. I need to to watch more movies to see, okay, I can do this thing. I This thing I can do. Mm. 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 So, Shaila movie, you've ticked the box. Sure. You're doing shows, selling out arenas, the one-man show, tick the box. You're doing radio, you've ticked the box. You're doing game shows on TV, you're ticking boxes, and Jay, ticking boxes. What is missing? What's the elusive? I want to go on tour with my friends this yeah. year. Mm. That's, this year, I'm, I'm going to do a one-man show later on this year. I'm, mm. I'm still doing Skumba's weekend comedy specials show. Uh, this weekend inside Devon on the 24th. Mm. And then I'm going to have 23 Zaramaj, uh, a wheat bank. If we're not doing anything out here, I want you to come to wheat bank mm. and understand why I do a show at the Ridge every year. Mm. I've seen crowds watch me i've seen crowds receive me i've seen crowds laugh at my jokes sure not like at the rich mm. like you lose your mind like nah like you like no man i have a grand the energy in at the rich it's always going to be my number one show that i do sure when it comes to energy so i'm doing that on the 23rd of march mm. and then i'm gonna have this 6 april east london hemingways and then have it 12 and 13 right here at Market Theatre in April. So 6 April, Hemingway's, and then 12 and 13 right here. And I'm part of the Love Africa Festival that has Eddie Griffin in it. Uh, I think I'm working on the 7th. So yeah, it's it's it's, it's all that. So it's, But this year I want to do a tour with my friends. Even if it's one month, mm. I want to do a tour with Celeste, with Pops, sure. with Robbie Collins, with Eugene Corza, I just want to be on stage with my peers mm. and not in a 2000 seat. Sure. No, let's do something crazy, man. Mm. Let, let's let's do Sunbed. Let's do Devon ICC. Let's do Cape Town ICC. Yeah, let's do five to 10,000. Let's do five to 10,000 people mm. and and just have fun doing it. Because I think we are, we're doing so well in, in, our, in, our, in our different No, places. it's nice. It's happening. It's happening, right? Like, Pops is doing great. Yeah, yeah. Celeste is doing amazing. Felix Strapin, Darren is doing amazing things. Got a show on Show Max right now. Uh, you've got Simpio Shamba has got his own movement. You've got Eugene that is back on the scene doing shows, doing sure. ads. Mm. Like, everyone is doing something great. Sure. How about we say one weekend, let's just go on stage and give these people a two-hour show Sure. Like they can't even breathe. Like what was like what just happened right now? Yeah, I wanna do that. Similar to the Sunday you guys did on ship. Exactly. Similar to that fresh when like where the arena. La la where people just eat. You, people don't understand what ship on a Sunday is all white. Yeah. People are switching off the sound. Yeah. To come watch comedy when they they just had um jive from a mini. Sure. But the show is at 9 p.m. And in fact, they've literally been dancing for 12 hours before you... Basically. Yeah. But they come there and sit and be quiet and laugh when they're supposed to laugh. Sure. 
that's what I want to see happen. I want people to, to, to leave their homes and like as in we're going to watch our our favorite stand up comedians in South Africa. And easily the best in the game. You must add like basically. You must add basically like uh, like Alfred Aldrian is doing so much great things for us. He's like this guy is just giving us a, a reality TV show mm. in his phone. Sure. At the same time, mm. he fills up theaters everywhere in the country. Sure. He's in England right now. Yo. He's performing in Liverpool. This is a colored boy from South Africa. Is this that kid that does takes your audio or your radio audio? No, Alfred, I think we had Alfred once here on, on the show. Alfred Aldrian. Yes, come on. Alfred is a superstar, fresh. Alfred is gone, Joe. And you look at it, like, I can't be jealous of this thing. Sure. All I have to do is celebrate this guy. Called Absolutely. He found his market. Yes. He's working hard on it. Mm. At the same time, he's just having fun. It was funny without trying. We did have him here. Yeah, funny. He like, took his mom and said to, to England, like, let's go. Yeah. Just by comedy. Let's go to half our motherland. Could have taken them to Rechel Park, but it's like, ah, this old Shout out to him, man. So we are all doing great in our, in our, in our spaces, but how about one day we, we come and like, okay, Jans, let's do this thing for one month. Sure. And let's see what's going to happen. I'll be there, and then the 23rd of March, I've only got a gig during the day. Uh, in the Rich Casino. I will be coming to the Rich Casino. Must die. <laughs> 23rd March, the Rich Casino. Like, I've done shows there, mm. but nah, fresh, nah, nah. I think the first 20 minutes, I've never done material there. Sure. I've like, take the mic. And you go just observe. Ah, uh, let's just go. Yeah. Let's just go. And and the response is always amazing. So you've done all that you're doing. Sure. Like I'm saying. And you now want to go on the road with your friends. Because that's what people do when they've made enough money. They start bringing people in. But it's also an election year. Yeah. How does that affect your comedy and influence your comedy? I think... What I've, I've, I've done maybe great for my comedy career was not to be one politically motivated sure. to comedy. Exactly. So whether elections are happening or not doesn't affect me. Sure. Whether uh, the president of the country is sick or whether Julius Malema is in Deben, I got a handkerchief. That's not content that, for that, 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 that doesn't really affect me. Sure. Because I've never made my, my comedy career to be politically mm. motivated. That's, that's, like, that's, that's not yeah. my focus. Sure. My focus is something else. Right? Like my focus right now is is so many crazy things. Like like I said to you, I went back on stage last week. Mm. The things I came up with in my mind, I'm like, Skumuzo mm. and And I love that because I'm, and I get my inspiration from from stupid things. Mm. Like, to go Yeah. You see, on the radio, you're interested in the story. Yeah. I'm listening, I'm like, yes, you're there for an hour. Mm. You've got six stories that motivate your thinking. Yeah. So, whenever you go to, to, to a market theater, you watch people do all kinds of crazy things. Dude, I was here at M Studios, sitting upstairs waiting for, mm. for you to finish. Mm. I'm in the room fresh. There's a black bag. Yeah. Black leather bag sitting here. I'm like, okay. Hey, my old mind, Uti, I'm going to be in ocean. Come back to the bag. But my mind is like, what if we come back to the bag and then they come in and then now, exactly. and, ah, now, 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 it's, it's a case, Mos. Skumbuzo, relax. I'm relaxing. A white guy, comes in with a, in a nice slender white lead. Hey, how's it, my guy, grand, grand? They introduce themselves. I don't even listen to them because that's what I do. I don't pay attention to names. Hmm. He sits in front of me. We talk about sports. Hey, do you like sports? And I'm like, yeah, I do a sport. I don't, just don't like uh, golf. Hmm. He's like, yeah, man, I also like sports. Like UFC, I watch, yeah, I watch UFC. I just saw this this white guy from South Africa that just won a belt. He's like, yeah. And you're talking to the guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking to him. And, like, oh, and then he's like, now they come first me to come to you. Yeah. He's like, do you want to take a picture with the belt? And you're thinking, like, what belt? He opens this bag. Yeah. It's a UFC 
I'm talking to the say in front of me. This guy just won yeah. this whole thing. Yeah. What if I said the wrong things? This guy is a UFC champ. Well, too fresh. I'm so embarrassed too. And yet, not so stupid, am I? I was in the room. You know how much is that there? That bitch is worth millions. And I'm putting that back. I'm putting it. And what if you really want to go to the party? When you come to the place, when you come to the party, you're like, that I was in the room with the championship belt yeah. over 30 minutes, I didn't open the bag. I'm so disappointed in myself. I should go back to the old school. Me, John Jolie, is in Tongue right. Yes, sir. I'm going to get a gas mouth. And the funny thing, Drickers is the interviewer doing a straight after yours. He's, so you guys are on the same show. Fresh, I'm sorry, I need to not, I need to disappear. Uh, but even, I, I feel so stupid, you know, because Kuru and I, sport on how much, and Kuru and I is a third person, not, yeah. not is, like he's not there. No, he's like, ah, yo, when UFC comes to South Africa, oh, mm. because he's going to make so much money, I'm like, yeah, how much? He's like, oh, millions or billions. I'm like, if I can have a billion, yeah. leaving my wife, you know, uh, we're laughing, let me, uh, <laughs> Yes, yes, I feel so stupid, right? <laughs> I'm ignorant. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Amen. So, where do we catch you in action over the next couple of weeks? Uh, like I said, uh, I'm, I'm I'm back on stage full time now. Mm. Uh, obviously, on radio between three and six, no Thomas. Sure. Uh, Kyan and five nine, and then. Devon this coming weekend, 24th mm -hmm. of February, then 23 March, uh, Malacheni, the Rich Casino, then I've got the 6th of April, East London Hemingways, and then I've got the 12th and the 13th Market Theatre, mm -hmm. and then I, uh, I want to do my wheelchair drive again this year. I want to do it again. At what tune, I'm doing a show for my blind guy and, uh, he, and, his, and his organization, which is going to be amazing, and I'm looking forward to it, because it's like a challenge in my life. Mm -hmm. Like... Can you, can you, let's go. Exactly. Exactly. And then mm. later on this year, uh, we're still talking about it, but we have opened a club gig in Joburg. Mm. Not opened, but we have a club gig that we, is fully operational right now. Okay. We're meeting myself, myself, Louis Okoyana, Pops, Robbie Collins, Mojek, like, mm. we are in Joburg, we don't have a club gig. Yeah. We don't have where, and you guys are like the ANC. Yeah, we like. <laughs> the ruling part of committee. Yeah, understand what I'm saying? So every Tuesday and Thursday, Starting from next week mm. at Artistry uh, in Santin. Sure. There's comedy there. Okay. Every Tuesday. I'll be there on Tuesday. And Thursday, there's comedy at Artistry. When I was Kumbu Corner, there's comedy there. I'll be there. There's going to be stage available for every comedian that wants to come and do comedy. That's so it's just a ticket at, at cricket for 120, and it's 100 seats per, per night. So it's Tuesdays and Thursday. Yeah. As it goes on, we're going to have amateur nights. But let's just have a comedy night and a comedy stage where we can go every week. And go shopping your material. And shopping your, your material. And yeah. we have so many big things that are planned for the year. Sure. But how, how how many times do we go to a small room? We don't take up all. And yes, take a take a Lulu Exactly. I can add this and this. So we're doing that for that, that room for that. Mm -hmm. So it's a new comedy room. Artist Tuesdays and Thursdays. We are there every week. I can't wait. We'll see you on Tuesday. It's gonna be it's gonna be too nice for us. It's gonna be too nice. But yeah, I'm gonna be on tour. I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, before we go to I'm gonna be back at what a week. No fresh to chop in up what, what happened this year because SK is out. Exactly. Are you worried? I'm oh, I'm not fresh no let's not do dear. <laughs> Let's not do it. Don't know. I'm asking for a friend. What are you worried? <laughs> Whose friend? Whose friend is dating? We don't move to our house. It's a Are you skinny? Skinny? Okay, thank you. Thank you, here. You want more? Please come to my shows. I promise. It's gonna be too nice. Uh, guys, until you've attended a Skumba show, you have not been to a comedy show. Yeah, right. I said it. My dude, Fresh anytime, Joe. I love you. I love your work. We'll see you on O Ship uh, last weekend of November. It should be sold out in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, good. I, I, I saw a post today. It says ninety percent sold out. I'm like, it's, it's done. So that that that's basically done. And it's great that people want to come and 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 be out. I mean, 
which just have to have fun, man. Fresh. So, so many things that we're going through as, as, as humans, the least we could do is have time on our own, have time on Abandona Bay too. Yeah. Have fun. It's love a lot. And hey, man, hey, good thing, man. On that, on that uh, 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 Ningi note, uh, Skumba is about to leave the building. This is Wow! What a week. What a week. This kid really kicks. <laughs> this interview is brought to you by Bankso. So, what is Tour de Bankso? Tour de Bankso is a competition being run by Bankso for its clients. It's an opportunity to reward clients and thank them for their support and surprise and delight them in the process. The competition runs from 15 February to 15 May 2024 and is exclusively for Bangso clients. Our guest is in the building. He got given a nickname in a slightly unusual way, so please welcome Drikus Sally Noodles Duplessis, because after two minutes, all you feel is wet and limp. Oh, wait, sorry. Guys, can we get the script right? Thank you. Please welcome Drikus Umpar Rusks Duplessis, because you'll need to be dipped in a lot of coffee to wake up. I like that, but no, guys, can we get the right one now? Can't work like this. His nickname was actually taken from a sleeping tablet, fitting and ironic since he's familiar with people getting knocked out, taking a nap. That's not to say he's boring to hang around with, and even if he was, I wouldn't tell him, would you? Please give a wow welcome to the champ, Drikus Still Knocks. Du Plessis, ding dang, from Velcom to Hardee's, he clopped everyone, and now he's a world champ. I should actually be your, your bongi. That I introduce you everywhere. That was that was incredible. Family <laughs> <laughs> one of the best I've ever heard. Welcome, champ. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So am I going on a world tour with you now? I'll just be the guy that introduces you everywhere. That that would be great. Cause listen. If you're ever looking for a second job, there you go. Done deal. Now, before we jump into the personal stuff, um, you know, one thing I know, because I used to sponsor a martial artist uh, who was struggling with getting funds. You know, he'd be, oh, wow. he'd be invited to fight in Japan, but he wouldn't have a sponsor. At that wow. time, he's got his national colors. You know what I mean? So I understand that it's difficult for you guys to find sponsors often. What is the relationship with Bankso? Who are Bankso? Yeah, 100%. And you are very correct in saying that, especially coming up and being an aspiring uh, fighter. Yeah. You know, Bankso, Bankso being an online trading brokerage. Sure. Um, you know, being amazing at what they do, being passionate about sports, being uh, investing in sports and people. And I mean, that's the future of, our, of, of, of sports, the future of our country. And look how proud we are currently Absolutely. Yes. of all our sports people. And, you know, with, uh, with people like Bankso going and... Uh, obviously changing the game uh, of trading and you know revolutionizing their field but they sure. also give athletes the ability to to chase their dreams and bring back home world titles yes sir let's talk about your old man because your old man is legendarily known as a hard worker tell us about the influence of being raised by a hard worker Absolutely. and having hard-working older brothers on top of that yeah it's almost like you're under pressure to keep up listen that's the one thing. It was always a competition and it was a healthy competition. Yeah. And I was growing up like that, growing up and uh, having that, that example of, um, you know, your hard work is what, what, what um, will pay off in you. Yes, sir. And uh, it wasn't a pressure. It was a good pressure. It was more of, uh, of uh, being told that you can do it. Yes. Like there's only one way and that's by working for it. Mm. And uh, seeing it, not only hearing it, but seeing how... Uh, how hard my father worked, how hard my brothers worked, mm. and wanting to beat them at it. That's, yeah. that's at the end of the day. It's a competition always, and it's, it's a good competition. Mm. Now, we have a great relationship, and, and they taught me, you know, between my mom, my dad, my brothers, everything I know, they taught me that. But you were raised rugby, though. So how did martial arts happen? <laughs> yeah, I was raised <laughs> at rugby. Um, I guess I've got a, a couple of good fights on the rugby field. <laughs> That's actually the best place to know if you're suited um, for martial arts or not. <laughs> yeah. Out on the rugby field. Yeah. I uh, grew up in a house uh, of rugby players and enthusiasts uh, myself. You know, mm -hmm. Love the sport, love the game. and you know, Martial arts, uh, I've been doing it since I was five years old. Just yeah. uh, as a 
extra activity. Sure. It was never the plan to become a professional. And I just loved it from the, from the word get-go. From since the age of 14, I would say, I really felt this passion. And I just watched fights, videos everywhere I can find them. They weren't that accessible in South Africa. Mm. But you know, every video I could find, every movie I could watch about with fights and, and martial art movies, I just watched it and loved it. Which would be the greatest martial arts movie of all time? Okay, wow. <laughs> that is a very good question. I know. So, my favorite one, at a stage, never back down, the very first movie, actually is the movie that inspired me to start. Please so, don't tell me Bloodsport. No. Okay, good. No, they, listen, they are fun to watch. <laughs> Even the Undisputed movies are very animalistic, but I love them. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's good to see what you could possibly do. Imagine. If you applied yourself. <laughs> yeah, if you applied yourself. <laughs> so, greatest martial arts movie of all time? Um, I, I'm going to have to say... This is so hard. Um, damn. Apart from Undisputed, which other martial arts yes. movies had you saying, jeez, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, John Lord Van Damme and his days were absolutely amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, these are legendary movies, legendary movies. And uh, I'm going to have to say Never Back Down, that's a movie that inspired me to, to go out and, and, you know, do this sport. Sure. So I have, to, I have to go with that movie. When did you realize that this is going to be your life? Because there's a stage where it's a hobby. Yeah. There's a stage where it's an extracurricular activity. Yeah, 100%. And then there's that day you realize that, oh, flip. It's like I'm at a point of no return. I'm a con guy here. Yeah, so there was, there was actually two, um, two uh, signs that I, you can call it leveled up in, in the sport. Yes. So I did it, I mean, I played rugby. I wanted to play rugby professionally, and that's why I went to Tex, University of Pretoria, to, sure. to pursue my dream of becoming a, rugby, uh, a professional rugby player. And I think I was a weekend, and I, you know, I would have gotten um, a scholarship for that. And I just told my parents, I don't think I want to do this. Uh, chase, uh, chasing this I've been playing rugby my whole life I've been dreaming about being a rugby player and you know this was my time to start after high school to to try and become uh, a springbok rugby player absolutely yeah no that's no easy task and you know very very few people will have that and I just decided in, in one week in I said I think I want to be a fighter tell us what's happening in your head before you tell your parents that you're about to disappoint them that is very true. So that's actually fun that you mentioned because that's the second story. That's the second time. Oh, okay. So I made that decision and they said, listen, we'll support you in whatever you decide, but okay. you have to think about this carefully. What are you going to do uh, for a living? Did you sit with them or was it over the phone? No, I sat with them. Okay. I had to sit with them and the second time was actually... They do it from outside, like just through the window. <laughs> Guys, I'm not doing rugby anymore. If you hear, if you, if, if you hear the second story, you'll be uh, much more... You'll, you'll realize that one that one I did over the phone. Okay. The second one. Okay. So I was six months away from um, graduating um, a BCom degree yes. at Techies, and I got my second shot at a, at, a, at a title in the local as a professional. Mm. And I said, I have to take this seriously. I can't do my studies and this. And mm. I said, I'm going to stop studying and, oh, well. uh, for this fight. I'm stopping my studies. I, and I said, if I lose this fight, I will for always, I will quit this sport as a profession and I will do it as a hobby sure and I will finish my studies and and yeah I basically told them six months before graduating that I am I'm gonna stop studying and and pursue this dream of, of becoming a professional fighter Jeez, that was a tough one yeah that was a tough one they didn't like that idea but at the end of the day they said you're a grown-up and uh at the end, we will support whatever decision you make. Sure. And also, it's your bed, you know. Yeah. You must lie in Good it. Good luck. <laughs> you have to lie in it. Good luck. And, you know, the reason I'm asking you about that is because a lot of kids go through that. A lot of kids go through this, my parents expect this from me. Um, I'm expected to be a lawyer. I'm expected to be a doctor. Um, you know, this is the path expected of me. And you decide that, nope, I want to be a DJ. Did <laughs> <laughs> Well, 100% that. I was actually at a at a primary school yesterday talking to the kids. Yeah. And that was the one lesson that they asked me about what is how I got to where I am. And that and that like you said, I think so many people and that is great for me. That is the one thing that I love about this is the fact that I can inspire some mm. just one person. Sure. To say, Yes, I know being a lawyer is better, I know being a doctor is better. Maybe even if you have the the, the grades and the 
accessibility to become one. Sure. But that's not your passion. That's not what you want to do. Exactly. And at the end of the day, it's your life and you know, chase that dream. No matter what. Uh, just because the world wants you to be a doctor or to be a lawyer, or, you know, even if everybody expects you to be a professional sports person, but you want to be a doctor mm. or a lawyer. Mm. It's your passion. It's your, it's your life. And if you don't love what you do, you're in the wrong industry. Can you elaborate maybe on a particular moment that was challenging in your career and how you managed to navigate through that moment? I would say the most challenging thing I've ever been through, yeah. obviously, you know, the losses were, were challenging mentally to recover from those and, you know, believing, I'm thinking, am I really good enough to make this? Sure. One of the, one of the challenges were as I was getting to an age of, I would say, 25. Yeah. Uh, realizing, listen, I have all my eggs in this basket. Sure. I'm pursuing to become a UFC world champion. And sure. I was winning fights and I was doing everything right, but I just didn't get the opportunity to fight in the UFC. Mm. And then I lost mm. after six, seven years of being unbeaten, having three different world titles. Do you, do you remember the moment of the loss? Yes, very, yeah. very good. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm thinking, I'm 25 years old. I'm getting to where my peak is going to start sure. and I just lost for the first time and I didn't get opportunity to fight in the UFC. Was it a knockout? Was it a... It was a TKO. A lot TKO, of okay. And... Uh, what, what kind of TKO was it? Um, it was the guy punched me really, really hard and hold one down. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. And then they... Uh, no, no, they they stopped the yeah. fight. Yeah. And I thought I was just winning for six, seven years running a 10 fight win streak mm. and now I lost. I still didn't get opportunity to fight in the UFC. Yeah. They still didn't see me. Yeah. And now I'm starting all over. How am I going to... And I thought, you know, in terms of finances, in terms of, mm. you know, looking after a family one day. Sure. Is this going to be a possibility? What am I going to do? And now I just said, let's keep on going. Mm. Mm. So that was that was one of the, the hardest challenges. The mental challenges are much harder than the physical challenges, 100%. Mm. Mm. And I think often... That's the fear of people who are on a winning streak, that nothing lasts forever, including a winning streak. So surely that moment where you were knocked out might have been a knockout, but maybe it was something you needed to remind you that maybe you need to work a little bit harder, to remind you that, listen, there is a kid out there who's training harder than I am, 100%. and I need to step up myself. No, 100%. Yeah. You know, every uh, a loss is... A loss can make or break people just like a win can. And yeah. the thing is, he's just said it perfectly that nothing lasts forever. So the win streak might not last forever, but so does the losing streak. Absolutely. That loss won't last forever. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, you often caught um, attention for your political views. How do you feel about all the attention you're getting? You know... It's it's interesting. Yeah. It's really interesting because uh, any time this is being brought, uh, any political things brought up, yeah, it's always controversial. Sure. Some people are going to like it. Some people are going to hate it. Mm. And uh, for me, the when I was asked about um, our political uh, situation, I just one hundred percent answered the question as I experience it Absolutely. as a citizen of South Africa. Mm, mm. And uh, I said before, I said, guys, I'm not smart enough to be a politician sure. or to be political. Mm. It's not my industry. I'm a sports person. Mm. And um, I hate to make anything negative. Sure. But I was asked a question and I answered it um, in my honest opinion. Sure. And um, based, yeah. on, based on what you are living. That's uh, based on how I experience my day-to-day -day life. So I remember I, um, I posted a video, um, you know, wishing you well and saying, um, you know, bring the belt home. And then someone says to me that disappointed in me, I'm supporting a racist. <laughs> and so, so in my mind, I needed to remind myself that this is social media where people, there's always a lynch mob waiting. Always. There's always someone ready to criticize what you say, who you even talk to. 100%. You know what I mean? And one person was saying, for instance, uh, how can you support someone who is um, spreading the narrative about farm murders? And in my mind, again, I'm like, I need to remind myself all the time, the kind of people you're dealing with on social media, that in social media, if you don't like apples, you better like oranges. Yeah. Um, you're not allowed to have any opinion. 100%. But I'm from the school of thought that 
I might not agree with you, but I will defend your right to express how you feel, 100%. to express your lived experience. So, for instance, uh, regarding the, 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 the farm murders for argument's sake, you know, my argument is always, do we have a farm murders problem or do we have a murder problem in this country? Yeah. Do we have a violence problem in this country? That is very true. Do, do, do we have a soft targets problem Absolutely. in this country? Because unfortunately, you know, a lot of people committing crimes are also cowards. They will go for soft targets. Yes. Who are the soft targets? Women, children, people who live isolated from everyone else, Absolutely. including farmers. Yes. So if for you in your lived experience, that's what you are feeling and you're feeling yes. under siege, you should be allowed to express that that is what you are experiencing. Absolutely. But I always go a step further and say, the numbers say we have a violence problem in our society. That's, a, that's it. And that's why we have a violence problem. We need to deal with the violence problem that we have because yes. it's affecting everyone, including farmers, women, children, including men. In fact, if, if we're going to look at the numbers, we're actually having more men being murdered than anyone else. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, 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 so for me, uh, you know, for people to be throwing stones at me because I support you, I'm like, how childish are we that we get polarized as easily as that? Let me explain it this way. I, yeah. I, I, I spoke to somebody the other day that also, and that's exactly what I said. Yeah. I said, guys, if I have a charity for cancer, sure. that does not mean I don't care about the other diseases. According to social media, you, you don't care about so, the rhino then. Yeah, exactly. You cancer? Yeah, what about the rhino? What about the rhino? Exactly. <laughs> the one thing that I do say, and that's how I explain it to people as well, yeah. when they said, listen, we have a much, we have gender-based violence, we have all that. Mm. And I said, I have never experienced that. Yeah. I have never experienced any of the other problems. Sure. I have experienced farm murders. I have. Sort of I know people who's been murdered on a farm. I am from that lifestyle, mm. so it affects me directly, and that's why I mentioned that specifically. Absolutely. Because we all live in different circumstances, and that is my circumstance. Mm. I am from that community, sure. So that's where why I prioritize that mm. because it affects me directly, and I have, I have the right, like you said, mm. to express that specific one. So, coming back to it, just because I have a charity for cancer doesn't mean I don't care about the, the rhinos. And, and I think because the world has reached that point where we are all fighting these proxy battles, everyone wants to fight the proxy battle for a different cause. Like, Trikas is worried about cancer, uh, but what about gout? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because everybody will have the first person around. Gout. Do you think people who have gout must die? <laughs> you don't care about anybody else. And that's the world we're living in. It's, it's the wildest thing. It's, it's crazy. I mean, and yeah, murder in general, mm. you have a problem like you said. Mm. But I prioritize what I have experienced. Absolutely. Absolutely. So an election year is coming up. We're in the middle of the election year. Yeah. What do you say to young people that haven't registered to vote? Firstly, thank you for registering. Yeah. And... Uh, taking the responsibility of the time and it's a, it's a it's a much bigger decision than than we ever think and mm. my opinion is you know go in there with an open mind go in there and look around you and look what you want for this most amazing country in the world mm. and uh you know at the end of the day it's your personal choice and what you consider as important and don't let don't let people affect your uh your your decision don't let people sure go talk to yourself and and mm. say where are we where do we want to be and Absolutely. how much we love this country and sure. what we want for it mm. Mm. let's stick with politics let's talk formula one you're a formula one fan i am a big formula one fan um you do work with mercedes i do but you're also a max fan i am <laughs> max, max fan let's talk about the politics of loyalty <laughs> ben uh that is a very interesting, uh, a very interesting. So, I mean, that was one of the first things I thought. Can I say, ah, oh. yeah, okay, this is interesting. Bad, you know, I was a Max fan before I signed with the In fact, I was going to say, so when you're, when you're having this conversation with Mercedes Benz, do you have to disclose that? But I am a Max fan. I actually thought about that, and I thought, I really hope they don't ask me. <laughs> no, I don't want to ride to these people. In your defense, you can say to them. Red Bull doesn't have a car. Rocking. <laughs> Thank you. That is a great argument. I have to remember that. <laughs> but Nick on the line, though, how do you think Max will do in this coming season? 
Max looks unstoppable, to be honest. He's just so, so good. And um, the crazy news of, of, of Lewis uh, going to Ferrari, that's... Eventually, good that, Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. But right now, I think uh, Max is, is on a tear. Sure. Yes. If Max and Lewis were in the same car, who'd win? That's a very, very interesting point. I honestly think uh, Max would still win. Mm. Uh, that Mercedes is... I mean, the last season wasn't th that great. Obviously, when they brought in the um, the blocks for yeah. everybody sure. to level the playing field. But Max's first year as champion, that Mercedes was a lot faster than, than the Red Bull car. Absolutely. 100%. But if they were both in the Mercedes or both in the Red Bull, why do you think Max would win? I think... Um, to be honest with you, I think Lewis, in his prime, yeah. I think he, pa he he's past his prime, sure. in my opinion. Yeah. And Max, is, he's probably what the second oldest guy, right? Yes. And Max is Max the is the new young hungry lion, and yeah. you know it's it's always hard when that happens because the, it's an old god versus the new god, and you know right now I'm the new god, so that's why I have to go with the new god. The wild thing is half of these kids currently racing. We're Lewis fans. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. I mean, guys are 18 years old driving in the, in the Formula One. Absolutely. It's, it's amazing. Absolutely. It's amazing. So Bahrain is happening in a month. Uh, who's going to be in, uh, who's going to be Paul? What do you think? It's been, it's been crazy. Uh, one thing that I would say, yeah. that I would like to see is, um, I'm a fan of, of George Russell. Yes. Obviously, I'm, uh, I'm a big fan. Sure. And uh, to see him in reach his potential would be would be would be great. And then, of course, I wonder uh, Ferrari are they gonna make the because this fourth season Ferrari was pulling every every single time Absolutely. starting one and two and then race day comes and it just doesn't pay off. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's gonna be are they gonna be able to fix the the small areas that they have and mm. and. Uh, and make the right adjustments because, you know, in, in that case, every every um, qualify round, they looked unstoppable. They put on crazy times and mm. then it just didn't pay off on, on, on race day. Sure. So that's going to be great. So I think it's going to be a great season. I think it's going to be amazing. So one, two, three in Bahrain. Put your neck on the line. <laughs> if I had to go with all the, with every driver... I'm going Max, mm -hmm. Russell, and Co. Arzen. Oh, Okay, we'll go with Max and Russell for now. No, I have to. I have to. This. Yeah, well. Max and Russell. What do you say to people who say, but the FIA made Max win in 2021? That, was, that, that that Lewis had a great car, uh, but Max didn't win failing. Yeah, I, 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 that was that was one of the craziest things ever. When I watched that race, I was going crazy yeah. in front of my television watching that race. Uh, Did he win fairly though? Well, it's the rules. It was the rules. But are the rules fair? <laughs> that, the one thing that I have to say with this, the FIA have penalized Lewis incorrectly and they changed the rules during the race and then during the race during the race that's they could do whatever they want i guess but it, <laughs> that, uh, you know it was a it was something i couldn't believe when i saw it yeah i couldn't believe yeah. and changing the rules during the race that was yeah i guess those criminal call it what it is <laughs> <laughs> that listen it made for some entertainment let me tell you that absolutely it was it was one of the coolest sporting moments sure you know Obviously, there's a winner and there's a loser. People sure. were unhappy, people were happy. Mm. For me, as a sports fan in general, sure. that was and it's insane. And it's still being debated even now. 100%. So, I mean, that's how you know it was a massive moment in the history of sports. What do you say to people who are still debating whether you actually won the other day? I just say, why do I have this thing? Yes. That's what the guy that wins get. Absolutely. This yeah. thing didn't jump into your lap. Yeah, I got the lap <laughs> because I won. If I lost, I wouldn't have gotten the bet. Sure. <laughs> Are you going to fight Israel? Do you think that will happen? Yes, I think so. Yeah. I think that's that's the fight that people want to see. That's the fight mm -hmm. I want to see. And uh, yeah, I think it's uh, 
it's a great fight. I, as, as, as a fan of sports sure. and what the people want to see. Will it happen this year? Um, yes. Mm. They got Lopulence. 100%. 100%. <laughs> no doubt. 100%. Now, you know, sadly in your sport, though, there's also a lot of smack talk. Yes. And, uh, you know, Israel has said a lot of what might be hurtful to others and not hurtful to others. You know, saying, are you really an African? You know, how, how does it feel when stuff like that is thrown at you? Or do you have a thick skin because of the industry you're in? Yeah, listen, it has no effect on me. Yeah. You know, South Africa is my home. Sure. South Africa is the, the best place on earth. Born and raised. Born, raised. Yeah. And I absolutely love this place. Sure. I love this place more than... I've traveled to a lot of places in the world, and I can never wait to be home. I love this flag. Mm. I love this country. I love its people. Sure. And uh, I'm extremely proud to be a mm. South African. Mm. I don't what anything that anybody says sure. around that. Mm. Just it's like water off a duck's back. Does absolutely, it? absolutely. What's next with Rikus? What's next for me? I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, obviously we are talking and talking for for the next fight. Yes, sir. You know, defending is about. You know, putting mm. um, my life on the line and making sure that this belt stays on yeah. on African and South African soil. Sure. And, you know, making sure that as hard as I worked, because now I have a target on my back. Mm. And people are only studying me because everybody knows that is the benchmark. Absolutely. So now you're being studied by every single fighter in your division. Yeah. So for me, what's next is being... Double the fight that I was when winning this bout, and working double as hard as I did to win this bout to keep this bout. Now, obviously, you know a lot of uh, you have an uh, an X on your back, like you said, um, at a professional level. But in the good old days, the guy that moved everyone had a mark on his back. Also, there'd always be a guy challenging you. Do you ever get challenged when you're out there? Not in room, <laughs> luckily. I think people are like, he has a bank now, so. Um, so you don't think the belt is going to attract even more flies? Geez, I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. Generally, I'm, I'm pretty good in de-escalating these situations. I, I was going to say that, in fact, that was my next question, that as a professional martial artist, you know, surely it's expected of you to de-escalate versus let me show you. Yes. Yeah. Because I don't want to show you. Yeah. I do it as a profession. Sure. I find you must pay me to show you. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I'm not fighting for free. Yeah. No ways. And I always tell people when I'm out, <laughs> listen, guys, I was in a fight just before I came here. Yeah. And I'm out in a, in a ball, any place. I just say, guys, I literally was punched in the face and was punching yeah. my teammates in the face sure. before I came here. It's a Friday night. Please, <laughs> can we not hit each other? I would really like to have a night off. <laughs> did, you, did your brothers beat you up? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've never won a fight against my brother, except for the one who also had a professional career. Sure. And because when we were older, when I started becoming really good, I became an amateur world champion when I was 18. Sure. And then we didn't fight. We were best friends. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. Brothers, so I was less to fight now. But uh, then my middle brother, I'm the youngest of three. Sure. He started training as well. And uh, I, when he trained with me, I would beat him up just for all the years. Yes. And of course, my oldest brother, he was... Yeah, he was, uh, we never had a student chance against him. He was just so much <laughs> bigger and stronger. And yeah. yeah. I mean, I have to give all the credit, a lot of credit to my brothers. Sure. Therefore, toughening me up, but mm. it was never bullying. It was never bad. Mm. It was obviously, it was sibling rivalry. Sibling rivalries. And obviously, boys were boys. So there were times that we really went at it. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, sure. I haven't, I haven't won a fight. Let's <laughs> say that. Still knocks Biltong. How do we support you? Where do we buy that? Oh, that's amazing. Uh, great question. Uh, we, it was actually funny because I went to, uh, I, I'm spending a lot of time in America when I'm fighting. I'm there for a month at a time. Mm. And Biltong being a very healthy snack in terms of having the protein, especially when I'm cutting weight. I crave it so much when I'm in America. Sure. But you can't take food and stuff. And that, and that jerky is horrible. That's 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 the point I'm getting. Like, yeah. I'll eat the jerky every single time. Yeah. I'm disappointed. But the jerky I, is terrible. Because it, it it's not even the same playing field. Sure. You can't even... Chalk and cheese. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's exactly. And uh, um, I said, damn, 
I spoke about it to some of my American friends. So they said, yeah, the one time that I, uh, they, they, I brought up over a little and they had some of it and they loved it. And then my other friends that live there now, mm. they said that their friends love it too. Sure. And I said, let's, let's do it. Let's bring in some. And we, we tested the market there and it was yeah. amazing. People loved it. And, you know, we are launching in South Africa now. Yes, please. We will be uh, launching in South Africa. We'll be in, in, in stores very soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's going to be uh, massive because at the end of the day, we we love Volta. We love Gerbils. We have we have it, and that's why originally why we launched first in America is because that was where low hanging fruit, man. Hundred percent, and that's where uh, that's where it caught me the idea. Of, listen, imagine this. Imagine because you can't tell me when you eat it that you don't like it. Nobody in the world will ever say you don't like it. It's amazing. Exactly. And uh, yeah, we had the idea, and I mean, it's it's it's, it's incredible. It's a uh, sharing a piece of South Africa with the rest of the world. Congratulations on Phil Knox Biltong. Thank you so much. We're looking forward to seeing it on our shelves and we cannot wait to support you. I appreciate it. Apparently there's a shirt there that you want to sign and give away. Yes, absolutely. Um, Yeah, so I think we have a shirt to give away. What must... Am I giving it away? Or is it my shirt? Oh, wow, so it's my shirt. So I can't give it away. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, well, you can give it away. It's your shirt. You can do whatever you want <laughs> No, no, it's my shirt from Drake's guys. So sorry. Uh, yeah, so please sign my, sign my shirt. I will definitely sign your Yeah. Uh, it's tiny, though. It's going to fit on my thigh. You can. <laughs> Listen, you can hang it in your ball. Um, if I give it to my son, my son is eight, so that'll actually fit that him. That will fit him perfectly. If he, if he has your jeans, Dude, he's, he's eight and he's wearing, I think, 12 to 13 or 13 to 14. Oh, wow. so, so, so he has daddy's jeans. So we're in trouble. We're in a lot of trouble. But, dude, we're going to need to let you go, though. Thank we just needed to have you in studio to congratulate you, to say, well done, congratulations. We are fully behind you. And we'll continue to, um, you know, say your name uh, in rooms that you're not in. I appreciate that so much. Uh, thanks for having me. It's, it's, it's incredible. Um, to, to have this this kind of support and yeah. you know like I said to you before the interview I'm a massive fan you know I've been listening to you when you were on radio I mean I was a I, ra- I raised you yeah I was I was I was maybe I was like 13 yes sir and uh, uh, it was the mix at six ultimate mix at six ultimate mix at six that uh, was it yes sir and you know I listened to that. When I started driving at 16, I, I remember that so clearly. Oh, that's so it's, it's absolutely amazing to yes, to um, be uh, talking to you, as, and I really appreciate you. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, Drikus Duplessis is about to leave the building. Remember the name still knocks Biltong in your mouth soon. Power cuts may have eased, but they're still around. Parts of the country are experiencing heat waves, and other parts are getting drenched in rain. So we wish you the resilience of a young South African MMA fighter, the delight of a comedian tackling a movie role, and the energy of a premier announcing a major change, as it was his party's idea, and not something hordes of people were shouting for and rejecting anyway. Hope you all have a wow week ahead. Coming to you from Amp Studios, we are part of the Africa Podcast Network. Pizzen Works do all of the cinematography, our imaging by Otis the Flo Fraser, and our guests today, Drikus Duplessis and Skumba. Shout out to our creative producer, Kravesh Mohan, and our show producer, Kilis Omodisa King. Email waw at africapodcastnetwork.com. Till next week, have a great week in spite of yourselves.